creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, March 1st, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, back from La La Land on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. Over there on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia. He's out of, he's out of practice. Did you catch that? Um, I did. He sounded like, Chandler, are you out of breath for some reason? <laughs> did you run back from L.A. just in time to make podcasts? It was just one step short of like, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, he's like, hey guys, hey guys. Hello, everybody. Hi, it's me. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, that's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Um, all the way from Gatorland, Florida, Eddie Big Cat Caulfield yes, is joining us hello, on the Friday yes, show. Yes, How fun. Yes. Um, and and sitting in, well, I guess you're sitting in for Annie because Annie is out on assignment today. Right. She's out on assignment. Uh, she's got like a reporter hat on and a notebook and she's like, she's, she's going to be like Chandler and coming back from wherever she is with the 27 new tattoos. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to talk about all that in just a second. That's our first whole segment. And uh, uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey everybody. Well, today's show is brought to you by our partners. I'm excited about this one. Our partners at World Vision and their upcoming initiative, the Global 6K for Water. So World Vision's Global 6K for Water is a one-day event coming up in May where people from all over the world walk and run six kilometers in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to children in need. Every step you take is one they won't have to. So... Why 6K and not a 5K? I was going right? to It's 1K better. 6K <laughs> is... You want th- that bonus K. <laughs> yeah, 5K is for other organizations. This is just a little bit better. The 6K is the average distance women and kids in the developing world have to walk to get clean water. Look at that. That is crazy, especially if you've run like around a 5K and you think, man, think about doing this every single day just to get water. That's yeah, crazy. With, with yeah, water. Every day, every day like, twice. Which is yeah. eight pounds a gallon. Like, that's... Intense. Uh, when you walk or run World Vision's Global 6K for Water, you provide life-changing clean water to one person in need through your registration fee. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating lives changed. It's pretty cool. Um, I'll tell you how cool it is. Big announcement coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. Can I? And I, 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 we can't give too much away. We can't yeah. give away. But I'm very, very excited about this. I have been watching the Office 5K episode almost every day <laughs> to get myself in the mode for this big announcement. You know, oh, really? I, I tempted. I don't want to give. Well, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allude to the okay, fact allude, that allude. relevant and all of you listening might be participating. In a fun way together. And, and, and I'll say this too. A couple uh, last yeah. week on the podcast, yeah. I got a lot of heat for uh, talking factually about my <laughs> okay. athleticism. Okay? Yeah. okay. In purely factual terms. I was just stating facts about my life you burn and hot my fast. athleticism. Yeah. And for any of the haters that have come at me since then. I will say this. You may soon have an opportunity to try to prove yourself against me head to head, head to head. And it measurable the athletic competition is I'm confident. In and it. I'll say this. It may, or, it, it may or may not be related to this, but I, if I'm in something, Cameron, I'm yeah. in it to win it. You're all I'm in, in it to yeah. win it. And 
And I will also say as the surrogate for Annie on today's show, uh-huh. she has empowered me to let you all know that she's a hundred percent in for whatever you need her to do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She'll run the whole thing. She'll do your little, whatever she's all in. Also, so th- also Eddie, you, I'm out. Nothing. You lost me at 5k. When you put on that extra, <laughs> you can put on, you can put on as many K's as you want. Uh, this is a chance for the listeners. I, I can't, I'm saying too much, Cameron. I'm saying too much. We're already going, you know, yeah. how, Cameron, you know yeah. how jazzed I am about yeah. this. Cause this yeah. is going to work for a while. It's coming this up in May. Uh, Roll vision's global 6k for water. Uh, the next couple of months uh, is something that we're going to be it, just a big announcement. Uh, yeah. Let coming me just in a say one, weeks. let me just say one thing and we yeah. can move on. Yeah. You want a piece of me? I suggest you start carbo loading now because you're going to need it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Tough guys out there and tough girls. I don't think pounding carbs for two months prior to a race <laughs> yeah. is going to help you. Yeah. You're going to gain 16 pounds and not be able to really move. Take Cameron's advice, everyone, and don't carbo load. For me, I have started yeah. eating fettuccine Alfredo for every meal. <laughs> so uh, we have a brand new segment, which that's why I'm here on the show. Can we play the jingle? Do we not have it? It's Chandler got a new tattoo jingle. So <laughs> we usually have a, a jingle ready. But I guess we're playing Chandler. Chandler, how many tattoos? Chandler got a new tattoo. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. And, and plus, Chandler was in, in LA for about a week, right? Yeah. Chandler, how many uh-huh. days were you in, in Los Angeles? Tuesday to Tuesday. One week. Tuesday. Yep. Okay, so exactly a week. Was this and a multiple he, sesh tattoo? Was this a multiple... Yeah, two over two. How days. many tattoos oh, oh, wow. did you get from Tuesday to Tuesday? And mind you, that includes two cross country flights. How many tattoos <laughs> did you jam into that time? Uh, just three. Oh, just three. Just which three. is which is three more than most humans get in their whole life. <laughs> That's true. So, <laughs> tell me, tell me what you got and why, and what of them were premeditated, and what was just like you saw it on the wall next to the Tasmanian <laughs> Devil, and you're like, yeah, put that on, <laughs> yeah, that, slap, slap that MAGA on there. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. All right, what was the first one you got, Chandler? Um, I didn't. They were not premeditated. I showed so up. So hold on. You didn't think through something that you are going to wear for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, I, I went to artists who I follow and respect and I chose okay. from pieces that they had made. They only do them once. So it's they, uh, they do them once. So a foghorn leghorn really right. winding <laughs> up for that pitch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gangster Tweety Bird with like the sagging pants, like the jinkos. It's like for people that live in fancy craftsman homes where like the crown molding thing is like destroyed after that. So no one else can have it in their home for that. Right. So this is like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, this is so Cam- So Chandler and this metaphor, your body is a craftsman home. (laughs) (laughs) It's a perfect metaphor. Yeah, Yeah, it is a perfect, you know, you, you, you take off that, that, you know, exterior layers. And what do you have under there is beautiful shiplap waiting for the world to see. (laughs) So you go and there's these one of a kind crown moldings and you're just like, okay, just do you close your eyes? You just let him tattoo you. Or does he have like, here's some artwork I'm thinking about. Yeah. They have a book. No, they just have a book of their art. Yeah, yeah, flashbook. I don't know. You talk to them, and I don't know. You come to a conclusion. Okay. Um, well, this segment is is going well. I will ask. <laughs> I will ask two more questions, uh-huh. and anybody can ask whatever they want. Okay. Question number one: Just can you give us a brief rundown of what's what each tattoo is that you ended up just haphazardly placing on your <laughs> bodice for for all of time? <laughs> one is a, a chain and a lock. One is a switchblade, and one is a woman woman's head. 
Wait, are these? Is this like cave drawings where they all tell a story connected? No. Wait, the chain, then the knife, then the woman's head, and a switchblade. Did you join the Warrior 1980s street gang? Are you planning on Chandler? Are you planning back alley dance offs at any point? Okay, I do have a I do have a question, and like normally for a lot of people, I try not to get too personal, but I feel like we're all family here. Right, right. What people would those be? And we we've we've already talked in depth about your the the book your father has written for both of you that neither of you have taken the time to read. So I don't not uncomfortable asking a question about your parents, Chandler. What what will you what have or will your parents say when they see the new artwork on your body? Uh, They they probably won't like it. <laughs> like what? If, okay, okay. You know, you Chandler can't be objective. Cameron, you can. Next family dinner. Can't Chandler is wearing an an, an ironic, um, you know, eighties yeah. t shirt. Yeah, or with like with like Dale Earnhardt Jr. on it. Okay, yeah. he shows up to dinner in his Dale Earnhardt t shirt so that all his tattoos are visible. Your parents are there, Cameron. What will the reaction? Cameron, be? before you answer, can I take a guess? Yeah, can I take a guess? Because yeah. I've heard a lot about you and your family. Yeah, my guess is that no one says a word <laughs> and no one acknowledges it. But later, while you're helping do dishes, your mom says. Hey, did Chandler get a lot of tattoos? And then you tell her what's up. <laughs> so my guess would be twofold. One, Chandler doesn't show up to the family dinner in a tank top <laughs> to avoid <laughs> conflict. Okay, yeah. that's number yeah, one. Yeah. He's going to be wearing long he's sleeves. He's going to throw a jacket or long sleeves yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Sure. So, okay. So two, he's had a bunch of tattoos for a while. I'm not fully sure my parents even know. That's did, that, that. Um, Yeah, dad's seen him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So three... At the actual dinner, if they were to see some, uh-huh. you're going to get some side eye uh-huh. and nothing would be said for later. I get a text from mom asking yeah, for confirmation right. about her concerns about Chandler's spirit life. Uh, right. And you say, mom, you felt that check in your spirit, too. OK, this is a hard check in yeah. spirit. Yeah. I love that phrase because I never know what it means. Like someone's like, you know, I got to check in my spirit about that. You do? What? <laughs> Define yeah, that for it's me. It's just basically a way of saying thought. I thought about something. Yeah. The, other, the like, other big one is hedge of protection, because I'll say this, like a hedge seems pretty easy to penetrate. Like if there was like a bank, like they don't put a hedge of protection, like money in there. But you know, it's a bank vault. Like if there's right. a pile of gold with a hedge, I can just walk right through the hedge. Right. A hedge doesn't sound like that much protection. Jesse, don't you remember this? When we were in Somaliland, we learned about this, the actual oh, yeah. situation, the, uh, the, in, in the fields, the shepherds, That's the right. way they would, uh, protect the goats and the livestock is they would take those huge tumbleweed plants with massive thorns and they would weave them and the, these hedges and these sticks into like pins to protect the the livestock from predatory animals. So this and it is was like literally Diane's hedge that she has in her front yard. No, this is like a very but like, it is like tumble. It is like it is huge spikes of thorns in the nice. things, and it Maybe is yeah. like several feet deep, several feet high. And literally, the farmers were telling us, the shepherds were telling us, this is a hedge of protection. And it was like the light bulb went off about what the Bible was talking about because those were the shepherds and stuff. But I'm saying this. I I make my prayers very literal, yes. and I feel like I feel like if I want protection from my enemies, yeah. I, I you know how I shook up my last prayer meeting. 
I, I said, Lord, give me a moat of protection filled with spiritual alligators. You should have seen it. You should have seen it. Like, wow, I want that too. All he got is a hedge. I have shrubbery. I have thorns. He just prayed for a moat with spiritual alligators. You tell me, you tell me which one is more descriptive. I don't know how all this works. I'm just saying, you know, you might, you, you, there's no harm in going the safer route here. You yeah, know, that's true. People were to, if people, if, if, if the president were to be like, we're going to build a hedge and Mexico's going to pay for it, everybody be like, that doesn't sound bad. That, that seems reasonable. That's that's a, yeah, a, hedge. A, a hedge. A hedge actually seems kind of pleasant. Like, we'll keep it trimmed up. We'll keep, you know, maybe do a couple shapes in there, here and there, you know? Green. It's green. It's, it adds the environment. It's kind of, it's kind of a nice thing. I, I think Mexico would come back and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay for it. I mean, you, you know. You, you tell we'll me what principality, Lovely. you tell me what principality of darkness is crossing a moat of spiritual alligators. <laughs> Zero, <laughs> dude. Zero. <laughs> hey, we have a great show coming up for you. Uh, Coming up, well, today is March 1st, which is the debut of the March issue of Relevant. It is our it is our 16th anniversary in print. And that's today. Done. How Literally many issues today. of Relevant have there been altogether? 98. 98. Wow. Yeah. That is in... Ooh. A hundred yeah. is coming up. Yeah. Coming. Yes, it so, is. so 99 is what we're working on right now. It's in design starting today. And uh, the issue after that, 100 has some major, major announcements attached to it. We're, we're teasing a lot. We'll today. be talking about that, uh, you know, in the coming yeah. months, but we're very I don't excited. March, though, so we get to hear about March today. Because you guys all know it's all brand new for me. Well, no, March, uh, we're going to do a new thing where we kind of, we will talk about it a little bit um, coming up, like an overview, but um, that kind of issue preview segment. We're not going to do that today. Actually, today, we're going to bring you part of the conversation we had with uh, the person carrying the cover, designer Jerry Lorenzo, uh, the founder of Fear of God, is on the cover of the March Issue of Relevant. And coming up later, we talked to Jerry in the Fear of God studio. And we're going to take you there and you're going to hear part of that conversation. So that's going to be a lot of fun today. Did you see who Jerry was hanging out with uh, on Oscar night at all the after parties? What crew he was rolling with? No, I did not. Uh, Michael B. Chadwick Boseman. He was rolling with the Black Panther crew. Black Panther. Oh, yeah, wow. oh, that's that's the ultimate. That's uh, it was very cool. It was very cool. He's arguably just on coolness the coolest person we've ever spoken to. You know, <laughs> I think you can make the case. I'm really yeah. trying to. I'm trying to think who cooler we've ever spoken. I mean, we spoke to President Obama. He's pretty cool, but it's a different kind of yeah. cool. It's a different kind of cool. Like, like literally. I mean, you have this is a guy who you know regularly hangs out with like Jay Z and like Kanye West. And yeah, that's he, pretty cool. You know, I mean, it, you know, he sits courtside at Laker games. He's a playable character in NBA 2K19. It's very oh, cool. It is very is cool. cool yeah. You know. Yeah. What about Mace? Hey, a question about the magazine. When you're creating something this permanent, um, yeah. do you just open up Google Images and throw whatever you want into the magazine and hope you enjoy it, and then figure out a way to explain it later, or do you actually think about it? Better to ask. Better to ask forgiveness than permission. That's what yeah. we found in the magazine. Just throw whatever in there. It's Pretty permanent. Easy. It doesn't matter. That's a cool uh, picture. That's funny. <laughs> it's only for life. <laughs> what does it matter? Oh, uh, yeah. So that's coming up later on the show today. So stay tuned for that. And it'll be our new segment where we don't just toss to a pre-recorded interview, but we actually kind of integrate it into the show and talk about it as as we're listening to Jerry and stuff. It's We've well, gotten we good it. feedback about this new interview well, we approach it. over the last few weeks. So we're going to keep it rolling. And uh, 
Jerry Lorenzo's coming up later. All right, well, moving the show along. Stay tuned. Up next, it's the hot list coming up. Listening to Nalufer Yanya. The song is Tears. At the beginning of the, I, I know I nailed that pronunciation, by the way. Yeah, I was going to ask, how confident are you? Yeah, I, well, there's a lot of umlauts. There's a lot of umlauts involved. I'm not confident at all. Anyway, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Soak with Knock Me Off My Feet. Okay, it's time. I nailed that. I just breezed right through that one. All right, it's time for. Coming in at number five this week on the hot list, uh, President Obama, the second coolest person we've ever talked to, (laughs) encouraged young people to go against the grain in pop culture and lift people up instead of putting them down. He and Steph Curry led a town hall meeting for his organization, My Brother's Keeper, which sets out to, quote, address persistent opportunity gaps facing boys and young men of color to ensure all youth can reach their full potential. In a wide-ranging discussion, which you can watch at RelevantMagazine.com, President Obama discussed perceptions of success in pop culture and why true success is about more than showing off wealth, but being able to help others. Here's a clip. If you're confident about your strength, you don't need to, to show me by you putting somebody else down. Show me how strong you are that you can lift somebody else up and, and treat somebody well and be respectful and, and lead in that fashion. So, anything you want to add, sir? I've just been mentored right there. Okay. That's amazing. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Interesting little side note, a little behind the scenes there, guys. You know, t- today's Thursday. This is the Friday show. We're recording the day before. I don't know if people know that we do that sometimes, but we do that sometimes. It's yeah. the day before. I'm wearing, I'm wearing an Orlando Magic shirt right now because tonight, our good friend Steph Curry, who we just was associated with that clip, is coming to play the Orlando Magic tonight. And uh, it's the Warriors Magic. And guess who's coming in and flying in to go with me to the game? Steph Curry's good friend, Abner, from Johnny Swim. So Abner is literally flying from L.A. to Orlando today to go to the Warriors Magic game with me tonight, and he's flying home tomorrow. Am but I allowed to say who you're here's having the dinner with this evening? That's what I'm saying. Here's the deal. He's best friends with Steph Curry, and we're going to the team dinner after the game, and Abner's been texting me that I have to cool it during the game or else we won't get invited. Oh. That's yeah. very or you're, true. Are you not going to, I would hope you're not going to wear an Orlando Magic shirt. Oh, dude. heck yeah, I'm wearing an Orlando Magic to shirt. To the team dinner? To the Warriors I mean, team dinner. It, uh, just step back from it. I mean, it's the Orlando Magic. I don't feel like Steph Curry is going to feel a lot of shade. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You got to root for the home team. It's not like you're wearing like it's a Lakers offended. jersey or it's something. Yeah, yeah. Like the Rockets or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to wear a random Rockets jersey to the Magic Warriors game yeah. just to stick it to Steph. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wearing an Orlando Magic shirt. It's like wearing a Boys and Girls Club shirt or something. Hey. Nobody's going to get upset at you. It's philanthropic. <laughs> no, I'm very excited. I, I, literally, I literally woke up this morning giddy like it was Christmas morning. Like, I, it's, have you ever had a day where like you know that something that's going to going to happen later is something you'll never forget for the rest of your life? Yeah, I right, woke like up flying this, to LA. 
to get right. tattoos. Right. <laughs> You'll never forget it because he has to look at it in the mirror. Um, right. Yeah. No, I am so excited right it, now. It, yeah. If somehow it, the magic pull off an upset, are you going to change shirts? That seems advisable because that seems like you're rubbing. Oh, it that's then true. Yeah, that is. Then you're just yeah. rubbing salt. You might need to have just a backup shirt because that's no longer wearing your church. You know, your church rec ball t-shirt the olympics that's 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 just that's clearly just throwing shade after a tough loss i don't have another shirt here like i'm literally like i'm not going home the arena is right there inside out button up your button your shirt up you can you i see you've got a little like cool like denim shirt over you right i I thought it through respectable i thought it through i can button up the over shirt but I don't, yeah, I don't want to. Chandler, I, don't want to. I need you. I I know this might be uncomfortable, and you might we need to turn the air down in there. But I need you to remove the Dale Earnhardt shirt, your ironic <laughs> Dale Earnhardt shirt that you're wearing right now, and hand it to Cameron. He might need it. <laughs> I'm very excited. So that is cool. Abner, you know, we can't, I can't wait to hear about the hear the the postmortem. Yeah. Well, if the Magic win, it'll be a lifelong memory. If the Magic lose, it'll just be like I'll just sit there quietly. You know what I mean? If like it I'm wins, not... it'll be a lifelong Magic uh, memory for Steph Curry as well. Like, what are the chances? <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> Respectfully to our <laughs> I don't Magic. Need to worry too much about the, what the I good, understand. The good news is, is of all the hothead players that I yell at, Steph Curry is not one of them. He no when way. he gives fifty points and a triple double, it is the most beautiful form of basketball you just sit back and go i'm watching greatness you right. don't like yell at them you know what i mean you yell at kd or steph or Draymond green you know but the hot yeah. heads the cupcakes you're, yeah. you're watching history you're watching you're right, watching yeah. like a, a defining moment in the game you're aware yeah. of it too i mean it's just yeah. like watching late jordan or something you're going yeah i'm gonna appreciate this you know so yeah i'm not gonna yell at stuff so yeah but I'll yell at the Warriors. I'm not going to yell at Steph. Coming in at number four this week, Stephen Colbert and Conan O'Brien got emotional discussing how their Catholic upbringing influenced how they thought about suffering. The the Late Show host was recently a guest on Conan's podcast. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. And the two started talking about their faith backgrounds. We are on a podcast right now, by the way. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't formerly the host of The Tonight Show, and now I'm podcasting, just FYI. Yeah, okay, Um, but still. Both grew up uh, devoutly Catholic. Catholic. Uh, and at one point, Conan discussed how he always believed that suffering was required of him and comedy would sometimes feel unnatural. In response, Colbert opened up about the death of his own father and brothers at a young age and why for a long time he thought it was necessary to suffer like Christ suffered to truly honor their memories and to be able to move on to the next chapter in his life. Here's a clip. I am also a, a Roman Catholic and 11 year altar boy and very devout household and the image of uh, Christ on the cross is the highest aspiration is to be able to take up your cross and to uh, alchemize suffering yep. into gold. Yes. But you can't have gold without the suffering. And, you know, to the point where I, I had a magical thinking. Yes. I had a magical thinking about suffering and about forbearance and patience. I'm not going to say virtue because I didn't, the other virtues don't mean as much, but patience and forbearance of suffering. This, I actually kind of got emotional listening to this interview and I was not expecting that because I've listened to a couple of Conan's podcasts, which in fairness, like he is pretty self-deprecating about the podcast thing. Oh yeah. I was listening to one the other day where he was talking about sometimes uh, uh, like the guest was like Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum was like, uh, you know, sometimes my wife, her like patience, she's just very 
she's just grown very wary of my jokes all the time and is <laughs> like okay i get the shtick and conan's like that's how america is with me <laughs> like he totally he totally is like uh, you know self-referential and self-deprecating but so i went into this because i listened to the one with like will ferrell that was really breezy and a lot of like the jeff goldblum one is just like totally insane and there are literally points actually right before the point of the clip we just listened to where they stop because colbert's tearing up and they both talked about how important not just um you know ideas about suffering were but how their faith informed what they how they view uh you know the ideas of sort of like bearing burdens and when bad things happen <clears throat> almost feeling like you deserve them and and what it means to pick up your cross and actually carry it, it eddie i'm you listen to this conversation you listen to the full conversation too as well as that clip right yeah i mean i i think i was surprised at um stephen colbert has so many different gears that i was really surprised at how off he was i mean he got deep into like the philosophy of life and death and um yeah i, I just i i found it to be off why do you big. say off like because you know he's like um some people like there's the stage i mean like the stage oh, version of off, him off and, the uh, spotlight yeah was, sorry yeah, i didn't yeah. mean like weird i meant like just yeah, yeah. not in character not and i always thought yeah. well he's not really in character in his show but i mean he was really and, and it was interesting too to me like how he was able to tame conan a bit like it was like yeah we're gonna either talk real or we're not gonna do this at all but he didn't really allow for much stick but it was yeah it was really I, even was if you watch um when whenever colbert is the the interview subject it's really interesting because he'll you know he's yeah. himself right if you watch uh the comedians and cars getting coffee where where seinfeld takes out colbert and it's right before it's the summer before he debuts yeah. in the late show it's even then he's feeling it out they like they weren't friends so he's like feeling out seinfeld of like are we going to go there or are we going to stay surface level and like throughout the throughout the episode and and seinfeld honestly stays surface level and like you see colbert wanting to go a little deeper yeah, and then just yeah. kind of go okay well, well i guess we'll just talk about doing comedy you know what i mean it's like but it's interesting yeah. that he really he's i think just naturally just somebody who wants to pontificate about the deep things you know well, and, and he talks about that like how early on he wanted to be like this brooding actor yeah. and how yeah. at one point you know when you know he kind of started leaning toward more towards not even comedy but improv, improv for yeah. the exercise of uh you know he got recruited to be a part of uh, i think it was second city in chicago and i, I want to say it was like amy sedaris who was telling a story about and how Amy Sedaris during a live performance, Colbert still thought of himself as an actor. And this was an exercise to like improve his acting ability. And Amy Sedaris said something that made him laugh and break on stage. And he walked out fuming, like humiliated that like you made me break. Like I, that shows that I'm not a great actor. And she's like, no, the, that's not comedy, though. Like it's OK to like embrace humor and how his whole life he's really been dealing with this balance of how do I carry heaviness, but also kind of, you know, bring, th make things lighter and funnier and easier to, to more palatable. And it, like, it was a really fascinating conversation as it pertains to that. I saw that play out on his show uh, a couple of weeks ago. He had Ellen Page on and she was talking about some of the, the discrimination that she's faced in Hollywood as an actor. And 
she she got very very emotional talking about this it was a very it's very rare to see you know people like crying on on a late night show but it yeah. happens on colbert more than it does on, on other late night shows obviously and she so she paused a lot and obviously uh, television is sort of obsessed with the you know you need to fill that you need to fill that you need noise you need people talking in there we, we yeah. need pe- people tune in right now they got we can't just have see, see someone crying on and and colbert didn't do what most interviewers would do he didn't jump in to save her or try to finish her sentences for her but he just let her sit in that grief and pain that she was expressing for for quite a while for for 10 15 seconds which on tv is a very long time to not have anybody saying anything and that moved me and i really and i don't want to take away the the power of what of what ellen page said herself but his ability to let her sit in that grief and and let her process that live of a studio audience and in front of all of america was was very very moving he's a great interviewer he's he's yeah. really really good at what he does there you go uh coming up number three serena williams this week starred in a new ad that takes aim at the double standard many female athletes face the ad opens with the tennis legend explaining how women athletes are often criticized for showing emotion while competing however she goes on to inspire young viewers to prove they're capable of doing crazy things. Here's a clip. A woman running a marathon was crazy. Officials tried to pull her off the course. A woman boxing was crazy. A woman dunking? Crazy. Coaching an NBA team? Crazy. A woman competing in a hit job? Changing her sport? Landing a double cork 1080? Or winning 23 grand slams? Having a baby and then coming back for more? Crazy, 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 and crazy. So if they want to call you crazy, fine. Show them what crazy can do. Damn, that Man. thing that thing took off this week. It was yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was so everywhere. powerful. Nike has the greatest like like there. There's never been. I, I mean, maybe, but in my, I can't think of anyone else who's able to go through an arc of emotion and land on inspiration like a Nike ad can. I mean, you saw it like oh, the, the Kaepernick campaign too. did the same. I mean, obviously these are, these are different messages, but the, the capability of taking, of, of going from you're watching this ad cold. You know what I mean? This is just prep. You're pressing play on a YouTube video to make yeah. you feel a range of emotion and end with like inspired it's incredible how they're able to do it and find athletes like Colin Kaepernick or like Serena Williams who are really able to put voice to this felt need that a lot of people have, you know. I also really love, and this is a minor point in it, but their ability to make uh, the hero of these films not necessarily the famous person. Like clearly like Serena is in it and is the arc of it, but really just random women who you don't know are are the are the spotlight and it's just beautiful to be cheering for not celebrity and just for like the core of what they're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Serena's the hook to, to get right. your attention, but, but you stay it by the end. The reason you're like on your feet cheering is some athlete. I didn't know existed until 10 seconds ago. Right. But it's better, but it works like gangbusters. It's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like an issue of relevant. You come in yeah, and Jerry exactly. Lorenzo's that's, the that's hook, what I was looking for. but then you flip the page and you stay for the stories you didn't expect. And then by the end, you're just standing in applause. Just by, by the end, you're getting random 
articles from the magazine tattooed on your body for perpetuity. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's quite a range. It's emotional. You're, 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 you're spending a week in a foreign city just getting our magazine tattooed right. all over your body that your parents, your parents will never see. It says, "Wow." Uh, coming in number two this week, churches uh, with a V instead of a U. If you're googling them, churches Girls. performed the song "Miracle" in an incredible collaboration with a Scottish orchestra. Here's a clip of the song. It's ironic that they named themselves churches, but then when on their first album, you know, what, seven years ago or whatever, yeah. we were we were reaching out to do an interview with them and they didn't want to talk to us because they didn't want to be like like people be confused that they were like a religious band. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, but you named yourself churches, that's your fault. Like well, well, it's not part it's of not the reason our fault. I included them in, in the hot list, which is, you know, we try to we try to make it pretty clear, like stuff that's at the intersection of like faith and culture and social issues. The main reason it's a great song. Also it contains the word churches and miracles. So you know what? Close enough. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming in this week, number one on the hot list. Kanye's latest Sunday service went viral this week. The rapper led another Sunday morning gathering that included an extended time of praise, which he helped lead with a choir and even a sermon. Several clips of uh, the event went viral, including uh, a a head-bobbing original and also a a clip of the choir's rendition of This Is The Day. Here it is. Sounds like Fred Hammond. I was about to say, Love I wonder it. who that is. It, it yeah. is Fred Hammond. No! They used a sample. Oh. Sample. It wasn't, yeah. he wasn't actually there. Oh. But he approved of it. He gave oh, wow. Kanye. He did, yeah, he, he, yeah, he Instagrammed it. That's yeah. really funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, awesome. But dude, there was a lot of people there. I don't know if you saw some of the, the clips and the videos from that, but there it was packed. All right. Well, that'll do it for... Stay tuned. Up next, Jerry Lorenzo joins us. to Georgia. The song is Started Out. Uh, interesting. I thought Georgia would sound a lot more murky and humid than it does. Swampy. <laughs> yeah. sw- just, sw- yeah. just a little sweaty. Unpleasant. Yeah. It was very Worthless. pleasant. A light little indie ditty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not the vibe I would thought of when I saw Georgia. Um, okay. <laughs> the, like we mentioned earlier on the show, uh, the new issue of Relevant is out today. It's the March-April issue. It's our 90 90- Eighth issue, and it features one of um, uh, one of the most culturally influential people uh, today, 
uh, Jerry Lorenzo, who is the uh, designer and founder behind acclaimed fashion brand Fear of God. Uh, Along with recently dropping their sixth collection, they actually recently debuted a high-profile collaboration with Nike, which included the drop of the Nike Air Fear of God 1s, both in black and bone. And there are more shoes dropping. Actually, in our our magazine, you're going to see for the first time the new shoes that are about to drop in May. April and May uh, from Fear of God and Nike. They are dope. And I'm a free pair with every mag. <laughs> oh, or my. exclusive deal for our the listeners. Nike Air, the Nike oh. Air Fear of One uh, uh, or Nike Air Fear of God ones. I can't remember. I think we've been texting about that. I remember you, me, and Andy Barron were on text thread about this probably like six months ago when stuff was like leaking about yeah. the shoe. It is, I mean, this is one of the reasons why we want to talk to Jerry is because he approaches anything he does as sort of a disruptor. Like he's not interested in doing anything that's been done before. Like he wants, you know, whether it's the, his collaboration with Nike, you know, he told them like, if you, if you go with me, I'm not slapping colors on a design. It's going to be a new shape. It's going to be something totally fresh and different, but that's really his approach to everything that fear of God does is, you know, uh, like a, a hyper, attention to detail to make sure that what they do is totally unique and cool. So we want to talk to Jerry. Um, we've been, you know, reaching out talking to his team for a while. We've been fans of his work, not just, you know, this year while, you know, they have gone to another stratosphere of influence uh, with the Nike stuff and fear of God just taking off. You can, you can find fear of God essentials collection and all pack sons. I mean, it's everywhere. He is an outspoken Christian. And if you follow him on, on Instagram, um, he's he's openly posting, you know, stories like Fred Hammond worship music or him watching a TD Jakes clip or going to church at Erwin McManus's church or, or Chad Veach's. Uh, he is outspoken about his faith. I run into him at Hillsong events. I mean, the, the dude lives it out. But his journey was really fascinating. Where he's at today isn't where he was just five or 10 years ago. And we wanted to tell that story. So we've been working on this for quite a while. The cover story that we have in the new issue, you won't want to miss. You need to read it. You can check it out online, by the way. You can go uh, to relevantmagazine.com. You can view the whole issue there. But if you can get your hands on a physical copy and really sit down and spend time with this story... It's a fascinating story of his spiritual journey and his career journey and his vision and passion um, for influencing culture through fashion, which isn't a place where Christians typically occupy. And so it's just been a fascinating thing to talk to him. So coming up, just to tell you what you're about to experience. First of all, Eddie had to step away for this segment. He will be back in the next segment. Stay tuned. Um Two, the full conversation with Jerry will be on an upcoming episode of Unedited, our new podcast, our long-form conversation podcast. You will hear the entire thing. It will be debuting in a couple of weeks. We will tell you about that. You're going to hear a few clips from the conversation that will give you a sense of him and his message and his heart and his story. Again, go read the full cover story to, to kind of get that, that bigger narrative. But uh, we want to bring you a couple highlights here on the show yeah. today. So one of the things we want to know is, I mean, Fear of God is just a strange brand name, Yeah, right? Yeah. It's just a strange brand name. It like gets your attention, whether you're a believer or not, you're like, what is that? So obvious 
kind of entry point into the journey, into the conversation was where did the name come from? And uh, he told us it actually came uh, uh, from an Oswald Chambers devotional. Um, here, here's what he said. I was visiting my parents. We did a, a devotion, utmost for his highest devotion. And we were just talk, talking about clouds and darkness around the kingdom of God and, and talking about the layers and depths to God. And I was like, man, and I had this vision of God and it just looked kind of really cool, you know, for the first time. And before that, every vision of God, not that he felt light, but he just didn't feel like, I didn't see him with this dark clouds around yeah. the throne and the layers to that. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God, this is a good foundation to build this clothing line on, yeah, you know, the, the fear, the fear of God. Yeah. Cause when you're, if you're in relationship with him, you're, you're at peace with him. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you're not in relationship, you see those clouds and darkness as literal clouds of darkness. And there's like a literal fear. Yeah. So I love this like juxtaposition of what fear of God meant. So the interesting thing about fear of God is that juxtaposition. I mean, like his story is this, uh, his, his life, his brand, everything he's doing is this carefully crafted juxtaposition of light and dark, heavy and light. It's like his, his office space is like, I mean, you'll see it in the story the photo shoot is like, you know, it's this high end fashion brand, but it's in an, a renovated industrial loft. And like there's boxes of, of the Nikes just stacked up everywhere. So it's like, yeah. it looks like it's a warehouse, but it's like this creative fashion space. And, you know, it's like this, the, the tension between like, they are a fashion brand. They're not a streetwear brand. They're not a street brand, but they are like uh, idolized in the streetwear community. And, and he kind of came from that kind of urban sensibility, but he's taking it to Paris and he's got like, you know, $3,000 nylon jackets and like this high end type thing with this kind of like street look, which is an, um, this interesting contrast. So the fact that he has that reverence and literal fear kind of juxtaposition of the reverence of the fear of God, but also the fear of, God, you know, like this kind of tension, he plays with that intentionally in his designs and his purposefulness behind the brand. It's really fascinating. And I think, I think before I, before I knew the story that, that you told, we told it, Jerry, I kind of always assumed fear of God was sort of like a, sort of like Chandler's Dale Earnhardt shirt, you know, like it was an ironic <laughs> thing. It didn't really, there wasn't really a whole lot of substance behind it. And not only is there a substance behind it, it's a very well thought through brand idea and, and i was surprised just at how deep he went into the why he picked the name well and not just that i mean i feel like he brings that level of thoughtfulness and extreme attention to detail into everything like there are i, I don't after listening to this interview cameron and working uh, on the story with the team i don't feel like there is any decision that he makes that isn't out isn't extremely well thought out i mean i can tell you behind the scenes i mean you guys know uh tell the public behind the scenes the the intention intentionality of the photo shoot um uh, there's something i wrote my column about it the um the photos are a little bit unique for us for our for our magazine he, on the cover he's looking down he's not looking at the camera throughout the 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 story itself he's never looking up he uh, he's always looking down and and we were talking about it like after the fact after we saw the shoot like he loved these photos and I'm going but but you don't see your face man and he's like right 
Because in the conversation, I'm so open and transparent. I am like, I put my heart on the table when we were talking. You see everything. Everything's exposed. I wanted, wouldn't it be cool if we juxtapose that with a visual narrative where there's a little bit of mystery? I'm holding something back. You aren't really sure. You don't fully ever see my face. You don't fully ever, see, you don't see my eyes because the eyes are the window to the soul. I bared my soul in the conversation. And what if I don't in the photos? He thought about it at that level. Yeah. I've been doing a magazine for 15 years and I've never thought about it at that level. It was like, Oh man, that's dope. Let's do it. You know, it's like, it was cool. I mean, but I completely agree with you, uh, Jesse. Like, I don't think there's one thing about his life and his, uh, purpose that isn't purposeful, you know? So yeah. And the product too, like the detail in, in all of the stuff he does is, is extreme in a good way. Yeah, and, and the other thing we talked about, we talked about a lot of stuff, but one of the things I wanted to highlight on this segment was, you know, it's unusual to, to as a Christian, and now we know a few Christians who are like very influential behind the scenes, like uh, the president of East St. Laurent is uh, Brent Kreider. He's a strong believer. There's some people like that that are influencers in the fashion world that are strong Christians, but there aren't that many. And it's not something that's really talked about. But Jerry wanted to go into the fashion world with an intentionality that he wanted to change culture through fashion. Here's here's what he said. I feel like there's been so many times where I could have not done what we did with Nike and I could have just maybe did an old Nike shoe, but you know, we fought to do something new. We fought to propose something new. I fought to say, hey, when I was in high school, I didn't know about like collabs and sneakers. I just knew about Jordans. And that's the only emotional connection that I really have to sneakers. And if I can't make something that makes a kid feel like that, I don't know that it's worth us going through these motions, you know, and just having the con- conviction to say that, hey, what I'm really good at is like shape and silhouette. I feel like if I can help change the shape of a basketball shoe we, and I create a new shoe with Nike, we can maybe change culture together. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Well, just that he thinks that deeply about the emotional connection you have to design, right? Like right. it's not something that many people think about. A lot of people take design for granted. You know, it's just like we interact with the objects in our world, whether it's our clothes or whether it's, you know, our cars or whatever, um, without thinking about the the care that went into design and what makes great designers so good is that they don't just establish like a a connection because of their utility they establish an emotional connection and that's what he's doing through his work and i think that's something that in the and i think jerry talked about this a little bit with you cameron is that there's sort of this idea in the broader public that fashion is sort of the the least substantive art in a lot of ways like people know that movies can change culture that that musicians can change culture but fashion designers outside of that actual scene a lot of times they don't really get there it's seen as a little bit frivolous uh, but you talk to Jerry Lorenzo about his about the fashion that he's creating, and he doesn't. Not only does he not see it as frivolous, he sees it as extremely uh, potentially meaningful, uh, as a very substantive thing to to invest your time and creative energy into. The, the idea of influencing culture is something that we talked about quite a bit because I mean that's really his driving passion and and why he wears his faith on his sleeve the way he does, you know, is not just kind of happenstance. I mean, he's, he's out there wanting to live in an intentional way to 
you know, be used. I mean, it really is a thing that he wants the Lord to use him. And, and it, the issue of obedience is a big theme that he kept coming back to. Um, even, even as it relates to being influential in the design world or in the fashion world or whatever, that it's about really God using our obedience. Here, here's something that he said. I don't think that God needs anyone or anything to influence or change culture. And I think that's what I learned when I was working with, with Kanye for those three years so closely in being able to work with someone who's so influential and being able to present to him my ideas and then watch him take those ideas and, and influence. It was almost like me saying that, oh, wow, it's not necessarily him, but it's the gifts that have been given to him. And it's like, wow, God doesn't necessarily need a person or a platform. He just needs someone that's obedient, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was just like, oh, wow, God could maybe do the same thing through me if I'm obedient. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Telling you, there's a lot more where that came from, guys. Uh, you you, you got to check out the cover story. I'm just telling you right now. Um, if you're not a, if you don't know Fear of God's work, go to fearofgod.com or just get on Instagram and pretty much any athlete or rapper or Bieber or any or influencer, Kardashian, is, Kardashian or, yeah, is yeah, wearing literally any influencer is, is wearing, wearing Jerry's stuff. Yeah, uh, it's an amazing opportunity that we had to talk to Jerry Lorenzo at you know kind of a peak of. we're in a moment right now of his influence. And obviously I I think it'll continue to progress and ascend for him. But um, it's just a really cool time to talk to him. And he was very, very gracious and open with us and his time. I mean, it was like hours. We were there at the fear of God offices for hours in LA. I was, I was watching a basketball game uh, one night and they cut to a courtside shot of Jay-Z sitting there and he's wearing like a fear of God hat. It's like, okay, it's further confirmation. This is the right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. He's everywhere. And, and two, I, I well, you know, you, if you subscribe to the podcast, you know, we're going to be doing kind of more interview style stuff like this for, to preview, not give away the whole stories, but kind of, you know, give a little tease of it. But, you know, I am really excited about this issue. This is one of those issues that comes out and I'm like, man, how are we going to top it next time with like the quality of the conversations? I mean, every, every conversation we had was right there, you know, telling these stories at the intersections of faith and culture. And so the diversity of names, this issue and everyone talking about, you know, faith, it, we have like Joel McHale talking about, uh, From uh the you soup. Know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have killer hey, Mike in hold this on, issue. Hold on. Joel McHale, Joel McHale is, is a believer and talks about his Christian faith and involve like multi-decade long involvement at church, like yeah. snarky culture commentator, Joel McHale uh, from community and the soup and others uh, talks about his faith with us. Yeah. You just said killer Mike, killer Mike, Mike is in the issue. His new, uh, his new uh, Netflix series, um, Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Yeah. yeah. He, in one of the first episodes, he talks about the influence of Christianity and black culture. And he sits down with like Creflo Dollar and stuff. And he talks about black Jesus and like Killer Mike is in there talking about faith. He grew up in the church. I mean, yeah. Killer Mike grew up in the church, has a lot to say. We got, this is the only issue. This is the only magazine in the world that's going to have Killer Mike 
and Tim Keller in the same issue. <laughs> yeah. We have Tim yeah. Keller yeah. writing for us as well. Kim Walker Smith, Joel McHale. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Torwalt's Maggie Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 yeah, Maggie Rogers is in there. Brian and Katie Torwalt talking about that the EP that we've uh, been we mentioned here on the podcast over the last few months that was so vulnerable and personal yeah. uh, dealing with um, anxiety and uh, and tough seasons of life and 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 it's a worship album it's an EP that meant a lot to us and it's just incredible to see and uh, we talked to them the Brian and Katie Torwalter in the issue you'll hear from them coming up they actually are my next guests on unedited which is coming out on Monday um, I sat down for a long form long conversation with them uh, last weekend it's uh, really amazing so I think my favorite thing about the issue like the best thing about it, about it is you bring any copy of the issue into any fear of God store in the country. You walk out with a free pair of fear of God shoes. It's a great deal. That's the best bargain in America. Yeah, we, but also a, uh, Brandon Michael Hall, uh, who's the oh, star right. yeah, of yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. biggest shows on TV right now, is a Christian God who plays an atheist on TV. And he talks to us about the toll that playing an atheist took on him as a Christian and put, you know, it is it is a packed issue. And this this is the one. These are the kind of issues that we really strive for is yeah. like. How do we find the right people that want to talk about, you know, faith and culture and every conversation where I think we're all really proud of? Yeah, this is a good one. And you, like like I mentioned, you can view the issue at relevantmagazine.com. You can pick it up at newsstands nationwide or most Barnes and Nobles and other places like Powell's and Portland and cool spots. If your bookstore doesn't have relevant, it's not a cool bookstore. Just so you know. Just so you know, got to find a cooler burn, one. Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can subscribe right now as well. Uh, there's a special deal that I will tell you about at the end of the podcast. Uh, it's very good price for podcast listeners. Guys, great job on this issue. I hope everybody enjoys it. It is out today. Go read the Jerry Lorenzo cover story. And huge thanks to Jerry for joining us. Make sure to keep your eye out for the unedited episode uh, with him. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. And um, I hope you enjoy the issue. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, everybody, it's your feedback. We live in a time of global and personal chaos. The world is at war because our souls are at war. Inner peace flows out of your divine intention. And that process begins with you overcoming your most frequent and fierce enemy, yourself. In his new book, The Way of the Warrior, best-selling author and culture thought leader, Erwin McManus calls us to pursue peace and intention by which we discover our strength, story, and destiny. Discover the ancient codes and practices based on universal truths from scripture. The Way of the Warrior by Erwin McManus. Available wherever books are sold. You're listening to Omar Apollo. The song is Ashamed, which is what Jesse feels with Tyler doing such a great job at Relevant Daily. So I feel that I have to prove myself to no man. <laughs> yeah, listen, Cameron, my introduction rather than was more of a slow burn. Tyler comes in here all, you know, flashy. No, I'm one you gotta sit with. I I am a I am a delicate Cohen Brothers movie 
he is the Adam Sandler of the universe. Yeah, you get some laughs, but man, you are worn out by the end of big uh, of grown ups too. What? But man, at the end of the Coen Brothers, slow burn. You got to digest it. You got to digest it. You got to watch like ten of mine before you make your decision who's better. Okay, it is time for your feedback. Last week on the Friday Show, we asked you, "What is your go-to pop culture pick me up?" I'm trying to remember the reference. Why did we ask this question, Jesse? Because I talked about how there's a scene in an Ernest movie where Ernest goes to jail and he is on jury duty and he is very intently taking notes with a big pen and a piece of paper and he inadvertently bites the end (laughs) off the pen and creates an inky mess everywhere and ends up uh, wiping his face with his notepad and eating the paper to dispose of the evidence and it is four minutes of pure physical comedy gold and I watch it and just laugh on a hard day I just watch it and laugh and and I'm I'm better I'm better it's your go to uh, pop culture pick me up so we want to know your go to pop culture pick me up so you hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you also post it on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. So, some of these have clips, but I'm going to start with one that, that doesn't because I actually did this last week. This is from Katie. Oh. She said, When I need a laugh, I watch the Scott's Tops episode. I watch the oh, Scott's Tots oh, episode oh. of The Off Summary. Can I say this? You though? need a laugh? No, here's There's what no. happened. Here's what happened. This is like a week ago or so. I can't remember the circumstance leading up to it, but I was like, Really stressed out and like, I, I, you know, which is having one of those days where I'm like, okay, I just feel like I got the, you know, you got the weight of the world and you're like, you know what? So over lunch, I ate a sandwich and I, I decided I'm going to watch Scott's thoughts because yeah. you're like, no matter how much stress I feel at the moment, I am in no way as stressed as Michael is having to break the news to the Scott stop. <laughs> the senior, and you the know senior what? high school class that he is not going to be paying for them to go to college. Yeah. Ugh. It put it all into perspective for me. When, it's when like, he opens the door and they're doing like, hey, Mr. Scott, what yeah, you yeah, going to yeah. do? Which, and I, 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 I can't. Yeah, have you only watched torture. the episode once like when it first aired? Have you ever I, gone I, back to it? I can't, I can't handle it. I, 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 I've tried to watch up until the classroom scene and I just I literally can't handle it. It's way too awkward for me. Like it's painful for those kids. It's just painful. Well, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just amazed anybody would go to that as like a stress reliever because it creates. And I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with that stuff. I can take a lot of. I can take you know fingernails on a chalkboard humor, but that one puts pushes me past the limit. Maybe this is just something about my weird personality. But like sometimes when I'm really stressed about just things in life in general, I'll also. I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Locked Up Abroad. It's about people who get like yeah. <laughs> Have you ever watched it, Cameron? No. Well, I've never heard of it. So yeah, it's this show. It's this show where people get caught up in bad scenarios and like end up in prison in Thailand or something. And so it's like so I watch that show and I'm like, and they talk about their experience. Sometimes they're still in prison in Thailand or whatever. And it's like, you know what? As bad as things are right now, I'm not in a Thai prison. Like I'm not as stressed as that guy. Right. You know? Wow. And, and that's what Scott's Scott's does for me. It just gives perspective to a situation. You know, when, I, when I'm stressed, I want to watch something that will get my mind off of it in a positive yeah. direction, like no, lift yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You go the other way. You go worse to say, well, my situation is not that bad. And, and, and it allows me to cast my cares into a moat of spiritual alligators and feel all but Jesse, better. that's that's a dangerous game of hopscotch because you just got to keep getting darker and darker to feel OK. And one of these days that's going to backfire. Bottom, yeah. Rock bottom. Yeah. I watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you watch. and Kate, Katie, right? Katie was the one who who uh, brought this to us. Oh, 
Yeah, Terrible. me and Katie. Katie understands. What it's all, right. Like. All, right. Yeah. all right. So Brendan said, whenever I'm down, I watch this crazy clip of failed American Idol auditions. And I just want to say, <laughs> this is when American Idol was great and we were very comfortable making fun of people just blatantly. And I'm not saying life <laughs> was the better snowflakes than. snowflakes took over the media. Yeah, that's right. I'm not saying life was better than, but the clips are way better. Uh, and so, it, and then Simon, of course, rips this guy apart. But just hearing somebody sing this terribly, um, I'm, I'm with Brendan. It's it's beautiful. Star and then pursue the morning, and then pursue and then pursue the morning. I'll climb the frosty mountains, I'll climb the frosty mountains, and then I'll climb the weather. Okay, this is like something out of a science fiction movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how can you be that close to being a great musician? Like, it's just, she's, she, she's right there on the edge, but it's still so terrible. And yeah, it makes me feel good. I, that You like that era? See, I always would skip them. Same thing. Like we're sitting here like supposed to be laughing at somebody and, and 99% of those people were not in on the joke. I yeah, felt yeah. terrible. Yeah. Like those, yeah, the me, ones who were too. in on the joke, it's like, okay, fine. But like, I mean... I felt bad that, too, but all I knew is one more person watching and laughing in the comfort of their home will not change anything. And I just watched and laughed. <laughs> it's a mo- it was literally a national mob of yeah. bullying. It was I know. I know. It felt it was, awful. It felt like a real release. It was a different time. See, because when yeah, I play like, other, so pe- it's awesome, right? Okay, because when going. I put other people down, I feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing: when I make fun of other people's insecurities, yeah. I no longer feel that insecure. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. It was just quite a time. <laughs> Stupid. Dan Tucker, did you, uh, did you, I don't know if you guys saw this one. Um, there is a snippet of about 40, it's a video that uh, splices together 40 inspirational speeches from movies like Rudy, Braveheart, The Muppets, Goonies. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember one, this one. Do you remember this? One yeah, two minute bit, yeah. segment. And so he says, Dan stumbled on this like 10 years ago. And whenever he has a rough day, he fires up this clip and just starts to feel better. Will you fight? No, we will run and we will live. Shame on you. This could be the greatest night of our lives. You're going to let it be the worst. And I guarantee a week won't go by in your life. You won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. Well, I'm not going home. We've got too far! And I'm going to stay right here and fight for this lost cause. A day may come when the courage of men fails. But it is not this day. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. You're going to work harder than you ever worked before. But that's fine. We'll just get tougher with it. If a person grits his teeth and shows real determination. Failure is not an option. That's how winning is done. Believe me when I say we can break this army here. And win just one for the Gipper. The, the, one of my favorite parts about like the Oscars, you know, I'm not like a huge Oscars guy, but I love those montages where it's like, you know, here's here's, you know, a hundred years of great bank heist movies or, or movies at the baseball <laughs> yeah. park. Yeah. And you're like, they oh, man, me, I just get on to yeah, yeah, I work. love those Oscar montages. Yeah, they work really well. Whenever the Magic are within like three points and it's like the last minute of the game and there's a timeout called they on the Jumbotron, they always play this like a clip of all the inspirational <laughs> rah-rahs. <laughs> <laughs> the Rudy one, the, yeah, all of them, and, and it I just pumps that. the crowd up. By the end, we're all like, "Yeah, we're on a frenzy," and then we lose. So. <laughs> it's all for nothing. I've uh, I've done this once or twice. I've turned to this this clip, which I, I think I first discovered like college, maybe. It's been around for a long time. This was an early YouTube viral YouTube hit. But do you guys remember Guy on a Buffalo? 
No. That oh man, it, it, what a great clip. This was uh this was based, I believe, on some sort of real old-time TV show about a cowboy, but instead of riding a horse, he rides a buffalo around. <laughs> but that was a real show. And then in the like in the, like early 2000s, somebody took some of these clips and they made a theme song out of it. Chandler, do you have that teed up? One day the guy on the buffalo was cruising around through the plains seeing a bear. That's a, that's a very very good. There's a lot of them, and there I, I I agree with Matthew that that is a great pick me up on a on a stressful Thursday afternoon or whenever you happen to come across it. Clara didn't cite one specific reference, but she did say that you know whenever yes. she's down, you can always turn to Weird Al Yankovic and feel a little bit better. Really, I've gone. Yep, yeah, it's Cameron. It's funny that you have that reaction because I had the same one, but yeah. kind of like um. Weird Al has sort of gone full circle from like it was funny when we were in middle school because he was just and then it was like, oh, this guy's a dork. But then like in later years, the fact that he has really not changed at all, I kind of respect like, oh, oh, this is that guy. This is just a big goofball. And he's been at it for 30 years. I'll or say this. Anyone who questions whether Weird Al is funny, there is they need no other reminder than to listen to the song Amish Paradise. The Gangster's funny. Paradise. Oh it is gosh. so... <laughs> Cameron, do you remember Amish Paradise, right? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I think what made it's Weird Al... Hanging fruit. So it's low-hanging fruit, but it's funny. Weird he, Al, what, what elevated Weird Al for me was when YouTube came and then everybody started trying to do what he did, like do the, the clever parodies of pop songs. And yeah. they're all... They all worse. suck. They're yeah, all they're worse, bad. Yeah. And then yeah. you back and you realize that what Weird Al did, he made it look easy. But what he actually did was was pretty tough. And it doesn't. Not many people can do it as well as he did. So I I, I agree with that. I, I think Weird Al was a was a, was good at what he did. Like we, we talk we talk about pop culture every every week for hours on end, and I have yeah. never seen Cameron's face turn in revulsion. <sighs> To admission of it, I think it's like he did with Weird Al. I think the problem is, is it's it's getting dangerously close to giving away some of the like the hundredth like magazine kind of news. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to get into the Who's cover. Yeah, the Weird Al guest edited issue issue one hundred. Yeah, the polka edition. So he, he doesn't claim to be cool, but I mean, it, look, I'm not saying it's no, it's, the, it's cool. the greatest comedy ever, but it's it it is. I do I still laugh sometimes watching weird. And we'll have we'll hear everybody who hasn't heard Amish Paradise. You'll hear it as the rollout of the show. So we got that taken care of. Oh no, yeah, that's true. All right, yeah. well that'll do it for last week's feedback. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right, well if you grew up with a conservative family, there has been guilty. A time or two, you might have stretched your wings of independence in a way that they might not condone. And so, therefore, the next time you're with your family, 
you might have had an awkward conversation or interaction <laughs> about your choices. Mm. We might be talking about Chandler's tattoos. <laughs> we might be talking about Cameron. Didn't you see the film Titanic with your parents? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. My, dad, my dad and I went and oh, uh, man. I was in high school. like one of your French girls, Jack. And, I did too. Uh, my dad walked us out. In the painting no. scene. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, walked us out. Yeah. He, yeah. He walked me out. Yeah. My dad's a listener now. Hi, Dad. I remember that. <laughs> hey, Dad. Love you, man. Remember when you should walk me out of Titanic? <laughs> the whole theater sold out. Big movie. A lot of people there. A lot of friends from from, <laughs> from school were there. Yeah. Um, if we want to know your story of an awkward interaction or conversation with your parents that are on the level of of my parents asking Chandler about his tattoos that they don't endorse. Right. Not something horribly tragic or life altering yeah, yeah. per se. Yeah, yeah. We know you've that's had a lot counselor. of that's yeah, a I know there's yeah. been some real terrible stuff and you should <laughs> yeah. talk to somebody about that. You should not talk to a <laughs> random podcast. podcast. Yes. Yeah. 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 Did you have one that you wanted to share? I when we're scheming this up, did you have one that came to your mind? Oh my gosh. I mean, I got a lot of piercings. Like I got my ear, I had my ear pierced and didn't tell them and eyebrow pierced. Did, you, did you take it out when you would see them? No, it was like, I think for the first day I was like trying to do like a band aid, and I was like, huh, I cut my, cut my eyebrow or whatever. And my mom was finally like, what is going on? And my parents were not at all conservative, but it was still fairly shocking. And they, I could, they, they do like your family Chandler where, or, or well, Chandler and Cameron, it's just an ice cold silence for days <laughs> and days. And that's when you know, you've really done something. Eddie, do you have pictures of you with an eyebrow ring? Because I would pay a lot of money for that. I will tell you, it it was the, I don't think I do. And I will tell you, it is a thousand times uglier and stupider than you ever thought. Just on me. Other people, cool. Because like one, I still have glasses on. Two, I still just kind of look like me now. It's like, it was the dumbest (laughs) thing. It was really so dumb. (gasps) Nothing wrong. No. Oh, it's, I got, I got a tattoo when I turned 18. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still live in a, you know, back at, back at the ranch back there in Nebraska. No, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the parents were thrilled about that, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a blow up or anything. I I told you about the time I told, I didn't graduate from college, but didn't tell my parents. Right. No, that was a shocking one. What? So I find out like a week before I'm to graduate from the University of Florida that like first semester, three years ago, four years ago, I missed the like I forgot to register for some class. And uh, I'm like, well, certainly. okay. well, I'll just walk and figure out the class. And so we're in there in the arena ready to go. I have a cap and gown on. And uh, my mom, I get my, my cell phone rings and she's like, hey, we're up here. Why isn't your name in the bulletin? Oh. Um, like I had not oh. graduated from college at all. Wow. Like I was, this was literally just me. It was just me buying a cap and gown from the store and, and wow. walking across the stage. Like, by the way, anybody can do it. If you just feel like feeling what it might be like to graduate, you can just go ahead and do it. And, uh, <laughs> that was a moment where it was like, yeah, I forgot to tell you, I still have to take a, you know, whatever silly class this summer. And again, total silence. Uh-huh. Great. That's, that's like a great uh, sitcom hygiene to, to, like to, to fool it, to your make, parents and uh, yeah. thinking that you'd graduated from college. That feels like a good 
like 25 minutes of plot there. Yeah, it was super cool because my elderly grandmother had made her way up for it, and it was like quite a thing. Oh, so wow. to make yeah. it worse, in all his graduation photos, Eddie does have an eyebrow ring. Insult to ugliest, dumbest thing you could have ever seen. <laughs> I love it. All right, so hit us up at Relevant Podcast or tell us your longer stories by posting on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. This is going to be fun. We've all been there. I'm not sharing mine, oh, sure. but we've all been there. You're not uh, even sharing yours? Oh, no. No. You don't, ha- you don't have like a softball one that you could do? No, we're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that means there's a thousand of them. He's just <laughs> like, no. I, like my I, choose, I choose not to share this. <laughs> all right. Uh, many thanks to Jerry Lorenzo for joining us. Make sure to check out his cover story in the brand new issue of Relevant. It is out. Follow him on Instagram at Jerry Lorenzo. You might see a couple of uh, posts about our cover story in the coming days. Um, And many thanks to World Vision for making the episode possible. Stay tuned for some big news about Relevant and the World Vision Global 6K for Water. 1K above the rest. That's World Vision's new slogan. (laughs) We're a K better than everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get like stickers for your back car window. You know, they have like 23.2. We'll have six. Yeah. It would be nice to just do the extra 1K. I could get behind that. Like if I do the 5K and then Eddie, you can come in and do 1K. I will just gently stroll the last 1K, which I guess I don't know metric, but I assume it's a quarter of a mile. When I'm when I am when I am pulled up to the Olive Garden grab and go (laughs) for my daily and nightly pasta intake, I want everyone in the parking lot to see that I'm preparing for a 6K. And the sticker would be nice. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, a couple of notes before we wrap it up. Remember, Relevant Daily every morning uh, live on Facebook and rolling out to other platforms as well, like Periscope and and, uh, YouTube. Uh, We have Relevant Daily. It's the stories you need to know each day at the intersection of faith and culture, all in about 10 minutes. You can um, watch us daily, subscribe on YouTube. And there's also an audio podcast that you can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search for Relevant Daily. Join I like that daily thing. Thanks. It's real cool. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Like I have nothing to do with it, so I can just enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it's very good. And, and very high production value, of course. Objectively. Yes. <laughs> Cameras are on it every week. There's only one, every episode, there's only one factor that, that, that is different. Who is better, me or Tyler? You have to say. It's a hundred percent Tyler. I love you. I love you so much, but it's Tyler. I don't think I I was Mike Chandler. There is a eyebrow ring, Mike. Okay, we've done we've done like two weeks of them so far, and probably about seventy five percent of them have been Tyler, just because of scheduling reasons. And 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 Jesse has made a joke of this fake competition between the two of them, right? But there is a difference between the two of them when they come on the show. I, I, maybe I'll just let the listeners watch and see if no, they can no, spot no, the vibe. Don't tease it out. No, I'm, no, I'm so no, curious. Let's hear, let's hear it. Let's I've hear observed it. the difference. When Tyler's on, he's like the buttoned up Tyler. He's like, he's prepared. He's insightful. Like he's bringing something. He's delivering the information. When Jesse comes on, He's not sure if he's buttoned up, Jesse, which is funny. I mean, it's funny to watch him be like serious. Uh, yep. Or is he podcast Jesse? And he goes back and forth between the two. And it's yes. funny to figure out, to watch him live trying to figure out what is this and who am I on this? Jesse's day. eyes rolled so hard that he threw the Earth's orbit. Some of us, <laughs> believe it or not, are capable of emotional complexity, <laughs> of a range of, of, of intellectual. Uh, you know grappling 
Uh, some of us are, you know, are, are more than one dimensional people. Some of us are. Some of us are. A lot of people are, you know, like they Stephen have one Colbert. note. They have one note they're okay at it. Some of us play the full guitar lick, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every note. Every note. Uh, hey, the new issue is out now. You can pick it up on newsstands nationwide. <laughs> it's in most Barnes and Nobles and other places. Uh, you can also buy the individual copy at Relevant Store, uh, store.relevantmagazine.com. And if you want to subscribe, if you subscribe now, you will get the new issue, including with your subscription and we are doing a podcast fan subscription sale you can go and get your first six months of relevant for only six dollars if you go to relevantmagazine.com slash pod fan uh you want to do that uh, it's a great pod price fan. pod like fan that. not god fan pod fan pod fan uh on that note we'll wrap things up i'm cameron strang i'm Chandler strang i'm jesse carey i'm tyler huckabee i'm eddie koffeltz and we will see you on tuesday we'll be live at 10 o'clock eastern join us Ooh, have a great buddy. weekend everybody <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. If you come to visit, you'll be bored to tears. We haven't even paid the phone bill in 300 years. But we ain't really quaint, so please don't point and stare. We're just technologically impaired. There's no phone, no lights, no motor car. Not a single luxury. Lord, give me a moat of protection filled with spiritual alligators. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.